Hello, and welcome back to Bestie Chats with Soph. I'm your host, Sophia Pinella, and I'm so happy to have you here. This episode is sponsored by Legion Athletics. Legion is the number one best-selling brand of all natural sports supplements with over 400,000 customers served and 3 million bottles sold. But you guys know how I roll. I'll be honest in telling you that supplements are not going to be the end solution to reaching your goals. And let me make it clear that you do not need supplements in order to reach your goals. Supplements are to be used if there are spaces in your diet that need to be filled or if you're deficient in any vitamins and minerals. That's where dietary supplements will help you out. Legion has been the only supplement company that doesn't leave me feeling like garbo, and that's because it's all natural supplements, and better yet, they're all backed by research and science. Like, it doesn't get better than that. My favorite products from Legion I use every day are their original grains, the peach ring pre-workout flavor, I'm not joking, you guys, it literally tastes like the peach rings candy, and both the grass-fed whey and vegan cinnamon cereal protein powder best protein powder of all time. Both, both of them. They're so good. You can go to www.legionathletics.com and take the quiz to see what supplements will best fit you towards reaching your goals. And don't forget to use code Sophia at checkout. In lieu of some conversations that I've been having with you guys in my DMs and also on my social media platforms, on my TikTok, on my Instagram. I want to talk about a topic of conversation that I think pretty much every single woman can relate to, and that is doing too much. I've touched on this before in my podcast, kind of in regard to me cycle syncing and realizing I was doing too much of the wrong things for my body and I needed a change and yada, yada, yada. And I've been sharing some of that journey again on my TikTok and have been getting a lot of you guys being able to relate to what I've been saying. And what really sparked this is that I went through my camera roll and I was looking at pictures from a year ago and looking at pictures from even this January, February, March. And I look like a completely fucking different person. I look so different and I feel so different. And the main thing really is the inflammation in my body. It's significantly decreased. And there's been a few things that I've done that I've changed, which I've shared with you guys, but we're going to talk about them again today that have helped with this. And I came to a point where I was doing too much. And when you are in your health and fitness journey and you're going about it and whatever, when you do a new kind of stimulation to your body. Like when you start strength training for the first time in your life, it's called the newbie stage. When you're a newbie and you're just starting to strength train, your body in the first six months will significantly transform because it's new stimulation to your body. You're you're putting on lean muscle, depending on your diet, obviously, but like you're putting on muscle to your body and putting on muscle for your body is just so good for you. There is nothing bad about putting muscle on to your body. It's only good for you. And that's going to change a lot. So anytime that you shift things up, which is why having an open mind about your health and fitness journey is super important. I think a lot of us, myself included, get so in our ways where we're like, this worked for so long though. Like this has been working. Why is it not working anymore? What's going on? That's why you always need to be changing things around, shifting things, trying out new things and figuring out what works best for your body. And I think, you know, for me, strength training, 
five to sometimes seven days a week. It was at a point where it was not good, uh, pushing my body too much. Like absolutely nobody. And I mean, nobody needs to be training seven days a week. Absolutely not. You have got to give your body at least one day of rest. And I'm not talking about active rest day. I'm talking about sitting on your fucking couch and rotting. Okay. Um, but I was strength training five, sometimes seven days a week, definitely in the five to six range doing a usual split routine system, push, pull, legs, legs, push, pull, legs, legs. I was deadlifting heavy. I was hip thrusting heavy. And I was in like a really big gym rat era. I would say it was like an ego lifting thing too, because I was like bodybuilding was, if you think about it on social media, Bodybuilding's been around for many, many, many years, but a lot of fitness influencers who were lifestyle fitness influencers began bodybuilding. And that shifted around a lot of people's perspective on health and fitness, right? Like the extremes that bodybuilders have to go through with training. I mean, 100% shout out to these bodybuilders. It is it is a full-time job. It's extremely expensive. It's an investment. And you're an athlete if you are a very serious bodybuilder and you take it seriously. Um, but it kind of put out this perspective and like seeing girls that maybe you've been following for a couple years for lifestyle, um, information and, and education, whatever now began their bodybuilding journey. And then all of a sudden they're stepping on a stage and they are 4% body fat. I think a lot of people kind of took in that information was like, Oh my God, like well, if they can look like that, then I can do it too. Right. And that's kind of what I was in. I was like, I want to do that. Like I, I kind of want to bodybuild. Maybe I do like, I really want to strength train super heavy. Like they're lifting heavy. I want to be like that. And I was in that era for a while and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so fun. I learned so much about myself, about health, wellness, nutrition, all the different things. That's when I was tracking. Like I learned a ton of information, would not take it back for a single second, but I continued to do that when I was off, went off of hormonal birth control. And I realized this is kind of what I've realized you guys recently is that every month that goes by, the longer that I'm off of hormonal birth control, the more that I'm learning and the more that shit just keeps changing with my body and, and my cycle, not in a bad way, but it's just more, I guess I'm just getting more in tune. And when you decide to get off of hormonal birth control, and if you're thinking about it and you're like, I don't really know, I've said this many times, but it is a full blown mind, body, soul experience. You have to be committed and dedicated and consistent. I'm not telling you like, oh my God, get off of birth control willy nilly. Like it's the best thing ever. Like just do it, just do it. No, I'm telling you right now, you have to very seriously think about this. If you have the right lifestyle for it, if you have the right mindset about it, if you really are ready to like get educated about yourself and, and go through this process, then yes, I, I say like, think about it for a while before you really decide to do it. Cause it's a very serious, very serious decision to make. And it will change your entire life. With all that being said, it's the best experience. I think any woman could go through who doesn't want to be in charge of their fertility, who doesn't want to be in charge of, of their body and, and have full control over their body and, and know exactly when your body is a little bloated or inflamed or you're breaking out, or maybe you got bad sleep or your energy levels are dropping. You know why there's an explanation behind it, right? So the first, I would say for me personally, everyone's timeline is going to be different for the first two years of me tracking my cycle. 
I was like overwhelmed. Okay. It's, it's definitely the first year. It's a lot to kind of go through, right? It's a lot of learning and it's a lot of like, especially if you're getting off and you are um, looking to prevent pregnancy and you're not getting off of birth control to plan pregnancy. If you're trying to prevent pregnancy, you're running around like, holy fuck, I, I don't want to get pregnant. Like I'm hopefully this works. Like, you know, you're a little bit more maybe anxious about it. Um, obviously, like I've said many times in natural cycles, you can trust the green days. You can only get pregnant once a month. You only ovulate once a month. It's very rare if you ovulate twice a month, but your ovulation window and your fertile window can change. You can sometimes ovulate sooner than you thought and later than you thought. The average cycle is 28 days. Um, day 14 is the average day of ovulation, but you guys, I've even ovulated on day 20 before. Yeah. Okay. And that's way, that's a six day difference than the average. And it wasn't like it was predicted. It was predicted late. So I knew it was coming, but it was confirmed with LH strips, cervical mucus and a rise in BBT. And anyways, I'm going on a tangent, a million different tangents, but when you are learning all this stuff about your cycle, the first year, it's a lot. You're like, Oh my God, like I'm figuring all of this out. I want to make sure I'm tracking correctly. I'm making sure that I'm using protection at the right times and all the different things. And it's a lot to consume. But then you get to a point in your cycle where it complete, where you know it, like, you know, tracking, you could do it in your sleep. You, you know how to track ovulation. You're very comfortable with it. You're super in tune with your body. Like you will reach a point where you get there. And I would say at the two year mark, I was fully like comfortable and confident with the information that I knew and confident in the sense of not whether I was going to get pregnant or not. Like I'm super confident in the green days and in the red days. Like it's, it's a lot more simple than maybe I'm making it sound. Um, but confident with the information that I know and what I know about, you know, to be true about my own body and my own cycle. And you'll reach a point eventually where, your whole entire life begins to revolve around your cycle. And I want to tell you guys something um, before we get into it, into it with doing too much that I caught myself doing that I thought was just really funny. I don't know how many times I've done it, but I just caught myself doing it where I had to schedule something. And instead of looking at my actual planner and calendar where I have legitimate dates and meetings, everything scheduled. Like I've got my next year scheduled out instead of looking at that first to make sure that my appointment wouldn't cross over with any of that. I went to my natural cycles app first and checked the calendar in there to make sure that I can schedule this appointment when I'm in my follicular phase. Cause I know that I can't do this in my luteal phase. There's no way, there's no way that I would be able to do this appointment. Cause you know, in when you're in the thick of your luteal phase, I'm just completely tapped out. I'm like, no. So all major meetings, all major things, podcast episodes, I try to schedule all within my follicular phase because that's when I'm feeling my best. If you can't tell I'm in my follicular phase right now. Um, but it's just funny because I checked my natural cycles calendar first to make sure and plan around my cycle instead of checking my legitimate calendar and planner to make sure I didn't have anything scheduled that day. And I feel like that that's a fun part of tracking with your life that, that you'll get to plan big things and events around your cycle. Like my wedding is going to be planned around my cycle. Like I'm going to make sure that I'm at the absolute peak of feeling my best in my follicular phase on my wedding day, right? Like I'm not trying to trying to be in the thick of my luteal phase. Like if I am, then I would have to just wear my merch and my sweatshirt for my wedding day. No, I'm kidding. Um, but when you are 
going through that whole process and you're looking of, you know, getting more in tune with your body. I think a lot of women are coming to a point now where at least for me, I, you know what, maybe I should just speak on myself. Cause I don't want to say this might not, this episode might not pertain to you, but I know that I was in a gym rat era for a long time and it worked so well for so long. And like I said, I, I loved it and I learned so much, but then I kept trying to do it. And I went, the more that I got in tune with my body and the more that I felt my energy levels rising and falling and all these different things, I realized that that kind of training was not working for me. Okay. It just was not. And you know what? I felt it. I felt it not working for me because I felt the inflammation in my body. And you can see it in the pictures too. I posted a TikTok about it the other week, um, last week, and you can definitely see it in the pictures. It's, it's night, it's a night and day difference of inflammation all throughout my body from, from head to toe, my face and everything. I mean, obviously I have not obviously, but I do have masseter Botox, which really changes the, the shape of your face. I mean, it completely slims out your face, um, which is not something I knew was going to happen. I did it for, um, jaw clenching and, it, it completely relieved those symptoms. Like I no longer wake up with migraines and headaches and clench my jaw and I'm not overworking the muscles anymore, but it completely slimmed out my face and I'm like, Whoa. Um, but even in the pictures you can tell aside from the masseter Botox, aside from that, you can definitely tell the inflammation from, from before to now and how much that has decreased. And just overall, like I just feel leaner. And that wasn't my plan when I began cycle syncing. I just wanted to feel better. But I came to a point where I was doing too damn much. I was pushing my body. I was pushing my body. I was pushing my body way too, way too hard and way too far. And that is when I came upon cycle syncing, which you guys know, I've, um, talked about that before I have an episode. Um, I think it's only a few episodes previous to this one where I talk about cycle syncing, kind of what that looks like and, and everything like that. Um, but that's when I, you know, began cycle syncing. So I was like, what else do I have to lose? Like I am at a low here. I don't feel good at all. And that was the biggest thing. I thought I looked fine. I wasn't really caring about changing how I looked. I just wanted to feel better. And so when I posted the TikTok about saying, I think some women are doing too much, I think it's time for women. And we've all kind of maybe come to a point where we were in a gym era and we loved it and we gained muscle and we, you know, felt good when we felt good. But now we're kind of like, I don't know if this is working for me. Or if you were doing high intensity training like Orange Theory, F45, Barry's Boot Camp, um, what else is there? CrossFit stuff, all that kind of thing. Um, that can definitely be, that's high impact. Like that can be a lot for your body. Doing it every day is a lot for your body. Um, doing it a few times, you know, is, is not a big deal. Cause I still encourage, um, you to move your body in a way that feels good. But if you're moving your body and you're doing high intensity stuff all the time, and you're eating relatively okay because nutrition's a whole different thing, right? If you want to gain, lose, or maintain your weight, it's through nutrition. You could keep the same style of training for your entire life, but it's your nutrition that impacts whether you gain, lose, or maintain weight. Um, but if your nutrition is like relatively okay and you're training your 
ass off and completely overworking yourself and you don't feel good and you're crashing around 2 p.m. and your energy levels are all over the place. Maybe you feel a little foggy or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I will say that's how I felt. And you know what I did? Obviously, my whole journey was cycle syncing, yada, yada. But the main thing that I did was I stopped strength training nearly as much. I told you I was doing five to six days a week for sure, without a doubt, pushing my body through every phase of my cycle. When I was feeling best during my follicular phase, it was easy. But when I would try to push myself in my luteal phase and and try to lift the same weight and push my body, I would only just crash and feel so inflamed and so yucky and just sluggish. And I felt gross. And then it would just repeat the cycle of like feeling good during my follicular phase. I'm like, oh, maybe this is like, maybe this is it. Maybe I'm feeling good and I can just ride it out. And then my luteal phase will come and I'm like, oh my God, I'm crashing and burning. I can't make it through. But I stopped strength training nearly as much. It's crazy how I only train a couple days a week now, strength train. Now I will tell you, I don't give a fuck about PRing and I don't give a fuck about lifting heavy weight anymore. I lift enough where it's enough tension on my body. Um, because I do, I have built a lot of great muscle over the past couple of years, as I'm sure you all have as well. So I can push some weight. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like RDLing with 10 pounds. I'm still like pushing weight, but I'm not personally worried about like increasing my weight all the time and, and PRing and lifting my heaviest where that was like something that consumed me all the time because I just, it was also a comparison thing for me. Like so many people on social media were doing it and they were bodybuilders. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be a muscle mommy and I want to like show that I can like lift weight. It was totally, totally like an ego thing for me. Um, but then yeah, now I'm not strength training as much and it's completely changed my life. And I've started to add in more low impact workouts and really listening to my body. And if I need to take a week off strength training because I'm in the thick of my luteal phase and I'm just doing some stretches at home, I'm going for some walks. Maybe I take a yin yoga class. Maybe I do a little body weight Pilates at home workout, which by the way, yeah, those kick my fucking ass. Every single time I I program a body weight Pilates style workout from home, I, it's sometimes I'm like, okay, is this really even low impact? Like this is a lot. No, it is low impact, but it feels, I'm like, whoa, this still kicks my ass. So I'm still getting a good sweat and I'm still feeling like I'm working, but it's not like I'm trying to force myself to hip thrust 400 pounds. You know what I mean? And for me personally, this is not everybody's journey, obviously, but this has been like a huge weight off of my chest because I felt like that ego within me was kind of like eating me alive, trying to like be like everybody else, like every other fitness influencer and whatever, like a personal, this was like a personal issue I was working through. Right. But that has been a huge weight off my chest, realizing and just trusting the process of strength training less, less is more. Sometimes less is more. And I think that some of you guys are doing too much. And I read a lot of comments from CrossFit girlies, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, bodybuilding, all the different kinds of things, but especially my CrossFit girlies. I can't even tell you how many clients I've had that have come from CrossFit that needed a change. And 
they were doing too much. Am I saying that every CrossFit girly is doing too much? Absolutely not. Because let me tell you something right now. CrossFit girlies and the CrossFit community is fucking badass. That's who I'm calling to have on the front lines. I'm not calling these bodybuilders that are posing in the mirrors and stuff. No shame and no hate. Okay. I did it too. And I still do. I still be posing at the gym a little bit. Okay. Flexing my shit. But if I'm, if I'm calling people on the front lines, it's the CrossFit community. Y'all are super badass. but a handful of, of my one-on-one clients have been previous CrossFit girlies who are pushing their bodies too hard and they're doing too much and it's too much for their body. It's not the right movement for them. And it takes, it's like when I work with these clients who do CrossFit and they come to me and they're just like, I just feel like shit and I just am not really reaching my goals. Like I'm so inflamed and I'm so bloated, but like I'm killing my body every week at CrossFit. Like I just don't get it. And I'm like, all right, hear, hear me out. Just trust me and trust this process. But I want to start you out at three days a week. You'll still be strength training at the gym. And I'm going to make sure I'm programming workouts to, to make sure that you're feeling like you're lifting weight. You're feeling like an athlete because CrossFit CrossFitters are athletes, right? You still want to like feel that athletic sense where you're leaving the workout and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking badass. Like I'm a muscle mommy. Right. But not too, not too much, but just enough. I'm like, just trust me on this. And I'm just going to have you walk a couple days a week. Let's just see. Let's see what happens to your body and let's see what happens to your mind. Okay. If this is not something you like, we'll change it up. That's what I'm here for as a coach. If this is something that's working, then, then there's our answer. Right. When I tell you that 99% of my clients who go through that process and it's the biggest part of it is the mental part of it. When you're crossfitting like five days a week and then you go to strength training and just doing basic movements three days a week and walking, you do not trust the process at the beginning. You're like, there's no fucking way that this works. There's no way I need to be doing more if I want to feel better. 99% of these girls have their body is like transformed in two weeks and it's all due to inflammation. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of linkage to cortisol levels and yada, yada. I don't want to get too scientific on you right now, but sometimes it's too much. And they're like, and they come to me with check-ins and they're like, oh my God, I'm feeling so much better. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that I told you so, but you just have to trust in the journey, you know, and you have to trust that this is going to work. And that's what a health and fitness journey is about. It's about learning how to pivot, learning how to, first of all, listen to your body when she's screaming bloody murder at you saying, hi, bitch, this is not working for us. I feel so inflamed. We need a change up. Listening to your body, pivoting, trying something new. It's a science experiment. It's fun. Wellness journeys are fun. Try new things for a while, right? Just like products. Try it for like a month or two. See how you feel, right? It should have immediate results in the mental health department and in the feelings department. You might not see the results physically. You might, but usually you guys know physical results take a lot longer than mental results and also how you feel. You're picking up what I'm putting down. So I don't know. I think with the end of the year coming now, I mean, now it's the fucking, now it's December. Hello. Hello. Are we okay? The answer is no, we are not okay. Um, but now that it's, it's the end of the year, I I definitely encourage you to just sit down with yourself and, 
and just look back on your journey and, and think, you know what, am I, am I doing too much? Am I unhappy with the way that my lifestyle is and how I feel? Am I pushing my body too hard? I think a lot of women do too much, right? And it's, it's in our nature. It's, it's in our nature to do too much. I mean, we're you guys, especially all the moms out there, like you're having to double down and carry the fucking team on your back, you know? And it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's our nature as women to overwork, to overthink, to overdo. And we especially do that with our health and with our wellness. And we always think if I want to lose the weight or lose the fat, then I need to be doing more. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, you got to work smarter, not harder. Sometimes less and less is more. And I'm here to validate your feelings of you might be doing too much and walking. I just can't get over walking. I might even just spend an entire episode on walking. Okay. Because walking is the fucking shit. I've said it multiple times, but walking is my favorite form of movement. It's my favorite form of exercise. It's low impact. Unless if you're doing like a high intensity walk on a treadmill where you're, you know, doing your incline is 12 and your speed is like 3.0. I mean, that's like, that's, that's intense. But if you're just like walking flat, you got a walking pad like I do, you're walking outside or whatever on a trail. It's the best. It is the best form of movement. And it's the most like researched form of movement. I mean, I can't get over it. You need to start your journey somewhere. Start walking period. End of story. Start walking a couple days a week, drop down your strength training, but I still encourage you to strength train because maintaining muscle and um, keeping muscle on your body is so, so important. I think everybody and their mother literally should be strength training. I definitely encourage it. Um, but yeah, I guess for me, it came to a realization of really just realizing I was doing too much. And now I'm here on the other side. Okay. Now I'm here on the other side of changing up my journey to a whole different way. I mean, it's crazy over the past couple of years when I look back on how things started versus how it's going now. Insane. I started out as a gym rat. I started just all the different mindset and the knowledge that I had so different than what I have now. And I'm appreciative of the growth and and who knows in the next couple of years, I'm probably going to be on a whole different fucking thing. Like who knows? I might be in the Olympics for tracking your cycle. I don't know. Maybe they'll have that be in there. I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of years, but now that I'm on the other side of it, I can wholeheartedly tell you that this has been the best experience that for me personally, doing less has done so much more. And you guys, you know what? <gasps> you know what I'm just realizing right now? My libido has never been stronger than it is now. (gasps) What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Obviously when you are doing too much and you have high cortisol levels, maybe you, you know, are overtraining and under eating or just overtraining period. Yeah, that's definitely going to affect your libido. Same thing goes for men. If they're overtraining and overworking, um, a decrease in libido is is very common. But you guys, ooh, that's a hot take. It's not a hot take. It's a fact. My libido has become so much more stable and so much better than before. 
which is crazy because my libido has been back. The main reasoning for me getting off of hormonal birth control, as I'm sure most of you know, is because I lost completely lost my sex drive. Like had I was numb, disassociated from my body. So that's when I reached a point where I was like, I need to get the fuck off of this. This is this is what's causing that. And I've gotten it back, but it's been a long journey to get back in tune with my body and learning what I like, what I don't like, what works for me, how you know, my boyfriend can help me get in the mood, how I can help myself get in the mood, how my cycle definitely affects, um, where I'm, how I'm feeling myself, you know, when I'm in the thick of my luteal phase and my progesterone is through the motherfucking roof, your progesterone is the libido killer. Like I don't feel like doing anything. I don't even feel like looking at myself in the mirror, let alone having my boyfriend look at me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, that's another thing. It just has significantly improved my quality of life. And I am enjoying myself a lot more. I'm enjoying life a lot more. And my relationship with myself has gotten a lot better because I trusted this process and I've gone through it. And it's scary. It's scary. Kind of like how I told you with my clients who um, have been coming from a CrossFit community to coaching with me and working with me and doing a whole new style of training the hardest part through this process, if you're going from you feel like you're pushing your body too hard, the hardest part from transitioning to from that to more low impact stuff, maybe just a couple days a week, two or three days a week, as opposed to five to six, the hardest part isn't the training because you're still you, you still get your training in. So the training is the fun part, right? And that's the easy part. You're walking out of the gym, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Like I'm swole mommy, I'm feeling good, or post-workout endorphins are pumping and I'm glowing. It's it's not that. The hardest part is trusting that this will work and the mental part of it because you're you have a little bit more free time. Like I won't lie, I'm got quite a bit more free time in my mind and also on my schedule with the fact that I'm not going to the gym five, six days a week and and having to put that in my calendar and have that affect my schedule and stuff. Now I'm still getting movement. Like I said, walking, but that's just different. I I walk with my walking pad. So I'm working while I'm walking. So I'm like, check, just got a four mile walk-in while I just had my client check-ins like perfect win-win. Right. Um, but the hardest part, if you are thinking of maybe reapproaching things and maybe you're like, okay, everything she's saying and everything that Soph went through, I'm kind of feeling like that's that's me. I'm feeling like I need to pivot and I need to change some things around. I will tell you right now that the hardest part is going to be the mental battle that you go through where you have you literally have a little bit more free time and you're sitting at home and you're like I am a fat piece of shit. <laughs> like in all honesty, even if even though you're not, you are not that. Don't ever speak to yourself like that ever again. But like, that's kind of what you're thinking. You're like, what the fuck is this? There's no way that this is going to work. I should, I should go for a walk. I should, I should just go to the gym. I should trust the process. You just have to trust it. You just have to trust. Okay. I'll sing it to you every day if I need to. And you can maybe clip that and use that as your morning wake up alarm, you know, but yeah, I just wanted to chat about that because it's been a conversation that's been kind of bubbling in my mind. And I've had some really good conversations with you guys in my DMs and also in the comments of some of my TikToks that I've posted um, where you guys are like, oh my God, this is me. Like, this is me. And yeah, now, as you guys know from my Cycle Syncing podcast episode, 
I do one full upper body, one full lower body, one full body, and then I'm walking. Sometimes if I feel like it, 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 it just depends. It just depends on my cycle and it just depends on how I feel. Like sometimes my ovulation isn't that bad. So I'm continuing to strength train. As long as I feel good and my energy levels are good, even if I'm past my ovulation and I'm like, actually didn't really experience that much pain or bloating or whatever, then I'm going to continue to strength train. But sometimes it comes early and my follicular phase is short and my ovulation hits me like a ton of fucking bricks. And then I'm like, yeah, I cannot, like I have to do low impact for two weeks. It changes. And, and you just kind of have to have to trust that and listen to your body. And when I I tell you right now, your body is going to thank you and love you so much more when you just listen to her because she always knows what's best. She always, always knows what's best. She's not wrong ever. And when you listen to her and you honor your energy levels and you honor what your body is telling you, it's going to change everything and you're just going to feel better. And when you feel better, you look better. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of just, just what's been on my mind. And I encourage you to sit down with yourself and just think like, am I doing too much? Should I change my style of training? And if you're looking to pivot and if you're, if you're looking for this change, there's a few resources that I have that I can guide you with that. Number one, of course I'm going to hook it up. Number one, I have an assistant coach right now that is baller. Her name is Gina. She fucking slays. We do one-on-one coaching. I'm going to put the link in the show notes for our one-on-one online coaching platform and the application and everything. So you can take a look at what we offer, what we do. If you want serious guidance and it's an investment, like this isn't like something that you know, I would just recommend willy nilly that everybody can do. Having a one-on-one coach is an investment. It's a huge investment. Um, but if you are one of those people that needs to be supported fully every step of the way, you need the mental guidance, you need the physical guidance, the emotional guidance, like that is what a one-on-one coach is. That's what we're here for. And Gina and I actually work together with all of um, our clients. She is my assistant coach, like I said. So she is the main coach and the main point of contact, but I see everything that she sees and we work together with all of these girls and all of the programming and everything like that. And it's been incredible. She just started with me in October and we're still looking for a few more girly pops to join our team before the new year. Um, and we're really excited with the team that we've built so far, but there's a few, there's a few more of you that I know can definitely be great additions to our team. Um, and we help you with weekly check-ins with nutritional guidance, with personalized programming to you, whether you're at home, whether you're, you're at the gym or whether you take a yoga class or a cycle class once or twice a week, all of that's in the programming. We encourage our girls if they do classes. Absolutely. Totally fine. Not a big deal. Um, we have definitely a more realistic and holistic ish style of things. And we help you with food logging with your nutrition, the whole nine. So that's an option there. That's an option there and not to be biased, but our team fucking rocks. We rock, we slay. Now, the second option that I would say is my fitness app. So aside from one-on-one coaching, I also have a fitness app um, that you start with a seven-day free trial. And after that, it's either $14.99 a month or $99 annually. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. But with my fitness app, I have a ton 
of information and workouts on there. I have got mobility warmups, some nutritional um, meals, inspiration, guidance, and stuff there. I've got luteal phase and follicular phase workouts. I've got upper body, lower body, core and arms. I've got three-day splits. I've got four-day splits. I've got home programming. And guess what? We're still continuing to add shit all the time. So that fitness app is great. The seven day free trial is awesome. There's no annual fee or contracts or anything. So you can literally cancel whenever you sign up and you do six days of workouts and you decide, "Eh, I don't really like it. Cancel before you're charged on the seventh day. No biggie, not a big deal, but I have a lot of low impact workouts there. I've got some cycle syncing stuff. A lot of the besties who are on my fitness app are cycle syncing and it's incredible. I just love that you guys are using my platform to kind of get more in tune with your body. So that's some guidance there. I don't want to tell you guys like, oh, if you're doing too much, maybe reconsider and then leave you high and dry and not give you an option on how to approach things. Um, you know, when it comes to maybe doing more low impact movements or whatever, like I've got, I've got guidance for you. And those are the two things that I would definitely recommend. And always at the end of the day, do your research do your own research. You, it's really fun when you research things that pertain to your body, you know, the female body and cycles. It's really fucking cool stuff. Like this isn't like a history 101 class. Okay. Where you have to memorize dates and learning about shit that you don't want to learn about. Unless if you, I actually really like history. Okay. But unless if like, that's your passion in your career, it's not fun learning that kind of stuff. But when you learn about stuff that directly affects you and directly it pertains to you, it's really cool. So when I say like do your research, I know it kind of like the 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 research word is not super fun, but it is cool. It is really, really cool. And I always encourage you guys to continue to do your research. But oh, that's kind of my rant. That's kind of all I got. And yeah, just uh maybe sit down with yourself, pour yourself a glass of wine, take a hit of some heat or whatever you need to do. And maybe think back on your journey and think, just think about it. Just sleep on it. Really think about it. And I'm not telling you, you have to do this and you have to get off of like hormonal birth control to do this by any means. I'm just saying you might be doing too much, no matter, no matter what you're on or what you're doing, you might be doing too much. And maybe it's time that you shift and you work smarter, not harder. And you'd be surprised at what low impact, movements and workouts and strength training less can do for your body. It won't work for everybody. Some of you might need to kick it up a notch and actually step into your gym rat era. Maybe you need to level the fuck up. All right. That's a good chunk of you. I know that I'm talking to you. I'm I'm seeing you, but I think there's a larger portion of women who have been doing that and been in their gym rat era and have gained muscle but they're just not feeling quite right. This episode is for you. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. I hope that this was kind of helpful. I really actually enjoyed this conversation a lot. And you guys know if you have any questions or anything, just like reach out to me and DM me. Um, but just ponder this, ponder this for a little bit, sleep on it for a little bit and try out my fitness app or apply to our one-on-one coaching and see if that's something that that works for you and that could potentially guide you in the right direction. Um, but that's it. I freaking love you guys with all my heart. I love you guys so much. And I just really appreciate y'all being here for me. And I really appreciate if you guys share my podcast episodes, you share it with your friends, you post it to your story, whatever. It means the world to me. It means the world to me. We just had our Spotify wrapped. 
um, thing go around. And I was shocked at how many of you had me as one of your top podcasters. I mean, I forgot that podcasts were in the Spotify wrapped completely forgot about it. And when I tell you that that like completely shocked me, I mean, like I was crying about it all morning. Cause I was like, what the fuck? Like people actually listen. Like, I know that I can see the analytics, but it's like, people actually listen to me sometimes. Like it just is incredible. And like you guys, ugh, it just, it means the world. I'm forever grateful for, for all of you. And I'm going to shut up now so I can go because what is it with my outros that are always too damn long. I can't say goodbye. It's because I love you and I want to hang out with you and you're my favorite person to hang out with. But anyways, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I love you so much. Have a wonderful morning, evening, night, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. And I will talk to you soon.